and welcome to another episode of the MedTech Matters Podcast, where we learn about someone impacting the medical device industry. I'm Sean Fetsky, Editor-in-Chief of MPO and host of the podcast. Today we're speaking with Dr. Stephen LeBeau, founder of Valencell. Dr. LeBeau, how, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Hello. It's a pleasure to speak with you. I'm doing all right. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, so uh, why don't you just start us off with the basics? Uh, you know, tell us what Valencell is and what does your company do? All right. Valencell is an interesting company in this medical wearable space because we don't make medical wearables that you would wear. We make core technology that goes in them. So our technology is in a variety of products, dozens of wearable products, given those those wearable devices, the ability to accurately measure a variety of vital signs from the body for all types of use cases. And we originated starting, frankly, in the sports and fitness sector because that was the low-hanging fruit. That was the here and now. And as we've grown, we've gotten more and more into the medical space. Okay. And, I mean, for, you know, I can imagine wearable sensors for, you know, things like, like you mentioned, fitness, you know, pretty pretty easy uh, easy answer for that one. But why is why is wearable biomedical sensing important? Well, the the sensing is just a means to an end. You know, what's really important is that people can improve their health with feedback from their own bodies that's unique and tailored to them, and in that there are ways to provide them high quality healthcare at low cost. Because every benefit and everything we're seeing in the healthcare space today is, is about how do you improve outcomes, but also how do you do that at reduced cost because the system is so expensive. And what biomedical sensing allows you to do is to, to track various different metrics that can help you improve your health outcomes, uh, in some cases through prevention, feedback for prevention. In other cases, mm-hmm. screening uh, to, to see if there could be a condition that, if, if treated early, can can improve your outcome at reduced cost. And, and so it's a means to an end to improve health outcomes by sensing the right things and providing people and doctors the right feedback to provide better health outcomes at reduced cost. So we're, you know, we're just talking about a general term with biomedical sensing. Can you explain what some of the actual metrics are, some, some of the actual physical uh, attributes are that are being measured or are able to be measured with your technology? You bet. And when Valencell started in 2006, and we realized that we, our vision was a world where people could wear whatever devices they prefer to wear, watches, earbuds, whatever things they, they already are used to wearing. And with those devices, without even having this look any different, to, at least of any uh, substance, with those devices, mm-hmm. those devices would pick up biometric information and allow you to pr- improve your, your health outcome. And so we, we realized that the market, there was no wearables market, there were no iPhones, and the technology didn't exist. So we took a technology-focused approach, and we evaluated a number of different sensor modalities. You know, you talked about what type of sensor technology in specific we use. The, the one we honed in on is we call it optomechanical sensing. That, that's measuring light from the body and also measuring motion from the body. And we were the ones, before we came along, the the, the the wearable world at the time, the companies that made chest straps and ECG devices, they all believed it was impossible to measure heart rate accurately with an optical sensor device as you go through your daily life. And the reason mm-hmm. they thought that was because the motion, one of the worst um, 
uh, plagues of optical sensing is motion artifacts. I'm sure, you know, if you ever held a flashlight in a dark room and you're trying to look for something and, and you're shaking a little bit, the, all the noise from that shaking from, from that flashlight makes it hard to kind of focus on, on that little bitty thing you're trying to find. And, and it's worse when you, when you have an optical sensor on your body and you're trying to measure this tiny, tiny little blood flow pulse with the light when you have all this noise from you moving around. And we had to solve right. that problem. We did. And so, so the core metrics that you can measure with our technology, a lot of them are motion tolerant. Some of them are metrics that, you, that are, are, you know, heart rate. You can measure that yourself if you sit at rest shortly enough. But how would you measure that as you go about your day and be able to use that in context of your motion information to provide an assessment? Uh, well, well we, because of us, you can do that. So the types of metrics we provide are heart rate. You can measure respiration rate with our technology. You can assess pulse pressure. We have a new technology that we just developed that we're now presenting to the FDA is, is our blood pressure monitoring technology where we provide, without a calibration, using this optical sensor technology, systolic and diastolic measurement. And the list kind of goes on and on. Are there, are there target areas that you're, you're striving to, to get to for a measurement of that you haven't quite gotten to yet or is that uh oh, is that bet. some of the secrets that you don't want to reveal no so no happy happy to talk about it so we've got a lot of active r&d in our company and you know we're not a huge company so it's really impressive the r&d we do uh we're, mm-hmm. we're you know less than 50 people in our company and one of the the things is that there's r&d in a few fronts frankly one of them is on on the metrics we already have, making them better, making them even easier to use. I'll give you one example. So we have this blood pressure technology that works inside of the wearable devices so that you can, you sit down at rest, you start a measurement, and in 30 seconds you get a blood pressure rate without having to have a cuff, without having to do any weird calibrations, any of that stuff. Just directly get a measurement. So it's really, really unique and really amazing. But we, we'd like to get that technology to also work when you're going about your day without you having to do anything for it. So not even having to stop and be at rest. And so that kind of technology is really interesting. So we are developing that as well. And also we've been open about how we don't believe with any, any – we don't see a path. As we sit here today, Balen Cell and all its wisdom does not see a path to measure uh, blood glucose with these non-invasive devices well enough to dose insulin, you know, right. not well enough to dose insulin. However – we have seen in our labs that we can predict if you're about to have a spike or a drop in glucose. And it's really intriguing, and it can be really useful for a variety of different use cases. And so we're taking that a step further, too. So that's probably the two biggest things. We've got a lot of other stuff, but that might be the most interesting for the particular audience here. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, what, what – uh, so you mentioned that, you know, you're, you developed this core technology, and you – so do you partner with companies and incorporate the help them incorporate this technology into their devices into their uh you know their footprint you got it as a matter of fact our business model is a technology providing model so we're b2b we provide companies our technology through various different routes Uh, we provide them sensor modules where they can just buy the sensor with the software already in it and pop it in the device, and now it's biometrically powered. Others license our software, some license our patents, but we work with, we're in a partnership model. So we, we might partner, for example, with a company who will manufacture the, the product to be worn on the person, whether it's a medical brand or whether it's a consumer brand, or we, in addition, we might even partner with different groups that might use it. For example, maybe a gym 
that might use that device ultimately to provide some kind of uh, uh, fitness program, or maybe even a clinic that might be using that device to provide some kind of kind of um, health therapeutic in some way. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're talking about you know fitness monitoring and you know for for exercise and you know if the blood pressure's off a little bit or the you know the the heart rate is off a little bit you know it's it's more just a like a you know guidance there's uh, it's it's not quite the same uh you know uh urgent need as say clinical data for you know a patient who's monitoring their blood pressure what level is your technology sensing at oh it's a great point so in the case of blood pressure the technology, what we're pursuing is financial, excuse me, substantial equivalence to a blood pressure cuff. So in that case, okay. the same things you would use a blood pressure cuff for, you can use our technology for, which includes an assessment of hypertension and also an understanding if you're directionally improving or not. So, so for, for those purposes, we, we, we view ourselves just like a cuff you would buy off the shelf, FDA approved from the Walgreens or CVS or whatever. Now, that said, there are a number of use cases for our technology that are softer than that, but still really important. For example, one of the things, if you've ever used, say, an Apple Watch or some of these other devices that, that provide an AFib assessment, you can use our technology to say whether or not it's likely that you do have AFib. And then if you do, then take another measurement that could be more definitive. And what we see is, is for a lot of these wearable technologies, that's where they really shine is in letting you know on a boss that there could, there's a reason to take another measurement that might be higher acuity, more certain, and in, in, in that way um, you don't miss anything as you're going about your daily life, but also you're not likely to ultimately have high, uh, high false positive rates. Now, one of the, one of the feedback I hear from, from uh, you know, uh, physicians as well as medical device manufacturers making monitoring devices is that doctors – are you know have been complaining a bit about the amount of data they're getting you know there's all these oh, yes. wearables all these you know devices that are capturing this data and, and they're not really sure how to make it actionable on their side you know they they don't want to they don't want to weave through weeks and weeks and weeks of you know heart monitor so is there something that you offer to help with this screening or help with you know the the sifting of this data well, in the near term, because Valence Cell, we focus on providing the wearable device manufacturers, those, those, those mm-hmm. OEMs and ODMs, with our technology, those folks who manufacture the product, they focus on that aspect with the doctor, typically. But you see, what's, what's important about our blood pressure technology is we, the blood pressure technology in the wearable device generates, as I mentioned, a, a valid systolic measurement and a valid diastolic measurement. And in doctors today, there are reimbursement codes where they get paid for data being sent to the platforms of people taking measurements at home for blood pressure. So blood pressure itself, if you provide a systolic and diastolic number, not only are doctors used to of being able to do this now, they get paid for it now, taking that data from someone's home. So that's right. a very straightforward case where we don't have to kind of reinvent another metric or reinvent another assessment there or, or reinvent a way for them to get paid. So that's a really unique aspect of what we're doing, or rather maybe how you say an important, maybe not uh, unique from the standpoint of blood pressure, but unique from the standpoint of a wearable device yielding directly uh, both benefits that reduce cost and also a way for, for doctors to get paid. Right. Yeah. And uh, 
so you know you mentioned a couple application areas you you know you, you talked about the the you know there's the apple watch and there's there's earbuds and you know different things like that can you can you speak a little more about the different application areas for your sensors and maybe some of the customers you've worked with some of the more unique uh you know uh integrations that you've you've uh aided with well that's a, that's a great way to put it unique integrations because there are some really interesting use cases here for example, one that comes to mind right now is one of our, our customers is a company called Sana Health, and they have mm -hmm. a, a their founder developed a technology that reduces pain through uh, visual stimulation. In oh, I believe it's I'm, I'm, I may be correct. I think it's audio visual stimulation, but it's certainly visual stimulation uh, inside the, this this um, visor that you wear. Uh, and the in order for it to work like it needs to. He has to, to monitor you. He has to monitor your heart rate variability in order to, mm -hmm. to provide the right dosing of that information to you for the therapy. And our technology is used for that. So if it weren't for our technology to provide that kind of, that kind of feedback, he couldn't tune his, uh, his, his therapeutic to the person wearing that visor. And he's had to go right. through FDA approvals for his device for that. Another one of our customers that has an interesting use case is a company called uh, GoGoBand. And they developed mm -hmm. the technology that uses the wearable data that we generate to predict if you're about to wet the bed. So uh, this is, they're uh, primarily targeting in children and bedwetting or childhood mm -hmm. enuresis where you wear this device. In this case, they put our technology at the leg and they monitor these output parameters and they can tell by this pattern of data change whether or not you're about to wet the bed, give you a little vibration to wake you up so you go, go to the restroom and then come back and, and, and go, go to sleep without wetting the bed. So some really interesting use cases that are not obvious, you know, for, based off the data that's generated from these devices. And when you have a when you have a case like that, like a like bedwetting, I mean, you know, do you guys have an idea or of of how, or is it again just a case of you know you're provide they they figured out that if they could measure X metric, uh, they could they could uh, you know help prevent that from happening and then they come to you to to secure that sensor so is, is that how the case works where you're not figuring out how to determine whether or not someone's going to wet the bed but you're providing the measurability you're providing the the sensing for to capture the metric they need that's accurate awesome yeah we we it's both ways so oftentimes we come up with use cases and we push them out to the market and see what sticks oh wow in many cases, in, in the case of GoGoBand, in the case of Sonahel, they had the use case developed already. They just didn't have right. a way to get the data that they needed in the form factor of those devices. In the case of Sonahel, they needed something you could wear at the face. Well, you can't get ECG off the face. And, and, you, and, and also, you know, trashy little um, heart rate monitors that integrate into it, they don't have the resolution that Sonahel needed. So they couldn't just use anything. In the case of GoGoBand, you know, it's, it's even more problematic uh, or difficult because there's a lot of motion artifacts in the leg. And so they needed something where they could, they could even when you sleep, you move your legs. And so how do you deal right. with those artifacts? Well, that's what Valence Health specializes in. It, it, but they had an idea. They understood this connection between the, the I, I want to say by memory, it's the hypothalamus and, 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 and the autonomic nervous system and your bladder. They understood this, this, this connection there and what they needed to monitor in order to see that you were about to wet the bed. They just didn't have a way to get the data in a reliable way through anything that wouldn't wake the person up while they were wearing it. Wow. And so now you, you, you provided a little insight on one of some of the, some of the metrics that you're, 
you know, looking to measure, you know, uh, some of the R&D you're doing. But what's, what's really ahead for the company as a whole? You know, what's, what's going on or what can we expect in the next, say, five to ten years? Well, I like to look at it from the standpoint of, first, what we see in the market, because Valencell does a lot of driving of where that's going to go. It's, what I mean is, what solutions are we going to see more of in the market? And then, then I'll talk more about what we're doing to, to get it there. And I think what you're going to see a lot more of in the marketplace is that this, this term wearables and this term digital therapeutics, they're almost going to be synonymous. Right? People will mm-hmm. uh, associate wearables with digital therapeutics, where with these devices, you actually get therapies from these devices in various different ways. could be audio, audiovisual, could be neural stimulation, could be uh, through uh, a tar- uh, monitoring of your diet or monitoring medication that goes along with it or some other kind of digital therapeutic. So you're going to see a lot more of people using these wearable devices where the, 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 what's being sensed is providing direct feedback for that therapeutic outcome. Uh, and what Valencell is, is primarily focused on is making sure that the data that's going to go into these different use cases has, the first of all, it works, <laughs> that it's the right data, that it works, and also that it's approved by the FDA so that people can make these devices and make the medical claims they need to in order to market them. Right. And and one thing I wanted to say, too, here on this topic is, you know, this – I gave you the examples of Sana Health, and I gave you the examples of GoGo Band, and those are good examples for a bunch of reasons. In in this particular case, a lot of times what folks will ask Valen is, look, you make sense of technology. What new metric is coming out? And and we do – you know, we have new metrics and and other ones in in development that we aren't being so frank about to folks, of course. But the thing is that what we find is that there's still a ton to be done a ton to be done with simply uh, ambulatory, high accurate heart rate in activity context. Just those two things alone have not seen all they can do to provide the right kind of screening. To tell you, for example, are you likely to about to have a fall? Well, you can, you can do this with the data we already generate right now in, in our, our, our sense of technology today. Uh, you, you have to build those models through those, those outputs. So there's a lot of model building to be done still, taking advantage of of, of those, types of, uh, those types of inputs, or, or sense outputs, however you want to look at them. Well, fantastic. I mean, it's definitely an exciting technology, and uh, I look forward to seeing uh, more products that, uh, that you know, incorporate it. But unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this episode of MedTech Matters. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. Stephen LeBeau, for uh, speaking about Valencell and, and the sensing technology that they uh, provide. And as always, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. So until next time, this has been Sean Fenske, Editor-in-Chief of MPO, saying thanks for listening.